Okay, okay, okay. Well, if you guys are watching, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are doing something a little bit different. Um, normally, I record my podcast interviews in advance and then we post them and things like that, post the videos. But today, because everybody is um, I feel like a live would be better. I think the guest today is she has a wonderful story, and I'm super, super excited for everybody to hear it. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to wait. Everybody's there. So um, just to give you a little um, introduction, my guest today is actually a former paralegal. She's an educator and a substance abuse counselor. Um, she actually decided to use her gift to empower and transform lives within her career field. So she has um, a focus. She has a lot of experience. And she is an author and she is a um, an Amazon bestseller author, which I I want to write a book and I hope to do that, but I got to write the book first. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to happen, but an amazing guest today, Miss Jacqueline Goodwin. Do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Hello. Hello. I'm, I'm Pastor Jacqueline Goodwin. I'm the pastor of Healing the Vessel Ministries. As has already been previously stated, I am um, uh, Amazon bestseller authors. I've um, Publish um, one book and I co authors on several anthologies. And I'm actually got um, another book that I just finished getting editing that it will be prayerfully coming out in May. Um, and that is From Bitter to Better. So I thank God for that one coming out. And um, I have three young adults, one granddaughter, and um, yes, that sums me up. <laughs> can you uh, can you move? Yeah, there you go. Move a little bit to the left so we can see okay. you a little bit better. There you go. Right. Oh, you know what? Your earrings, um, are those paparazzi? Yes, they are. My mom just sent me a picture <laughs> with those earrings on them. And I was like, man, that orange is so vibrant. Yeah, these are the now get to see somebody wearing them. That's so funny. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. And then she showed them to me in green. So that's that's funny that now you have them on. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. well, let's get into it. Uh if a lot has a lot has come from your life and to take you from where you were to where you are now. And you are doing amazing work. You, as you said, stated, you're a pastor and you have um, books that are I, I've looked at them and, and you have a lot of anthology books and, and things like that. But I really want you to explain to people, because a lot of women, we feel that based on where we come from mm -hmm. or the experiences that we've had, um, that can determine that determines our future or that determines what we are able to do, what we can accomplish. And it kind of it kind of pushes women down a little bit. And it's it's obviously done within self. But right. I, I'm very excited to do the interview with you because you have a very amazing story on wh what you came from to what you decided to take that mess, you know, that was affecting you and, and any, any negativity. And you turned it into an amazing message. So I'm really excited that we're talking. So if you want to um, tell everybody your story and how you basically came from where you came from to where you are now. All right. Well, um, as I came from, I was diagnosed with um, HIV some years back. And that is truly how the ministry in my book was birthed. Um, God took um, a death sentence and turned it around to be uh, inspirational, um, encouraging people, letting people know that that is not your final place. You know, sometimes we get diagnosis from the doctor and they're like um, terminal 
diseases or, you know, like certain diseases and we, we go and leave us leaving hopeless. But when I went in there just to share my testimony, um, I went in the doctor's office not expecting that diagnosis. You know, I was just not feeling well. It seemed like my immune system just wasn't fighting colds and stuff. I was like, let me go get this checked out. It had been some weeks. So my mom at that time was alive and she was encouraging me to go into the doctor. So I'm going to the doctor. Um, I get there, the doctors come back in the room, his head is hanging down and I'm asking him, you know, what's going on, what's wrong? And he says to me, um, your diagnosis, and I was like, so what's the diagnosis? And he says HIV. And immediately I tell you my my, my mind shifted. Um, and it goes back from being a child, I remember being three years old and how I used to watch my mom fast and pray. So that being instilled at an early age, that's where my mind shifted to. And then my mind shifted to the word of God. Is there anything too hard for God? So as he's talking to me, telling me about my diagnosis, um, the different stages I may be going through, all I could hear was, is there anything too hard for God? So I looked at him and I told him, I heard your diagnosis. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not receiving it. And that's what makes the difference. It makes the difference is what we hear and what we receive. So I wasn't receiving what he was saying. So I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to talk to another doctor. And he thought I was getting a second opinion. In essence, which I was, I was going to um, pray about it and talk to my heavenly father about it. So uh, actually the um, receptionist that worked there was my prayer partner. So I asked her, you know, did she get to see our diagnosis? She said no, because she was a receptionist. So I shared my diagnosis with her and immediately the woman of God got up from her desk and began to pray with me. And she said, all I hear is um, Isaiah 43 and three. And in that it talks about, you know, when you go through the water, the water's not gonna overtake you. The fire's not gonna burn you. And when I got that, that was just gravitated to my spirit. And that's what I just gravitated to. And on the way going home, you know, I just began to pray and I was like, Lord, how do you wanna get your glory out of this? What, how do you want to get your glory out of this story? Because it's for your good. It's for your good. It's for your purpose. And God gave me some instructions. He gave me specific instructions. And he told me to go on a fast. He told me to shut down. Um, and the third thing he told me was, you know, have my mother, who was an intercessor, to cover me in prayer as I was fasting. So I did those three things. And another key thing is when God give us instructions, you know, sometimes we call um, family and friends because we're, we're scared. We are fearful. Um, and sometimes we, we really need to wait and seek God and see how the Holy Spirit leads, because sometimes we can tell family and friends that because they're emotional, um, they may be not intentionally trying to give um, discouraging um, advice or feeling negative. But, you know, just being emotional and loving that person, they'll get fearful and fear shifts them. So, you know, as God gave me the instruction, I did follow those instructions. And as in the time of praying, I woke up on the third day and I looked up into my ceiling and I saw two words. I saw negative and victory. And those two words really set the fire in my spirit when I saw that. So when I went back to the doctor to get a second opinion, he's looking at me like, okay, you're crazy. And I told him, I said, I just need to have, oh, glory. And I'm sorry, I get a little excited. <laughs> Not a little, so I get a lot excited. But when I went back, there was no trace of HIV in my body. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. And God just came in and purified me. So then I began to ask God, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just. No, no, no. Um, we've spoken before and I, you didn't tell me that part. That's amazing. You, didn't, yeah. you definitely did not tell me that part. That's. 
I can understand why you're reacting the way you're reacting. That's 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 amazing. That is absolutely amazing. But I know, continue, please. Yeah. So um, when I got that, you know, I began to ask God, what is it? And and the flesh, Jackie, I didn't want to tell nobody. I just was gonna keep it to myself. So um, I was at a um, church service, and at the church service, um, I'm a country girl. So um, and we went down to it was a um, service at that time. My pastor was preaching. So they were having what we have, I don't know whether um, called testimony service, where you get an opportunity to share your testimonies. And the Holy Spirit had unctioned me to share. And I was like, no, God, looking in the natural at the people and thinking they're going to judge me. So um, the um, Satan was trying to put fear in me and I was just telling God, no, I'm not going to do it. So literally God places me in between the pew. I was sitting on the second one. He placed me in between the pew and he says, you're not going to get up off this floor until you say yes. And when I surrendered, say yes, he immediately pulled me to the front of the church. I don't even remember. I was in the front of the church. But let me back up. Prior to that, the woman of God, the first lady of the church, she was ending the, the testimony. Sermon, and she told her husband, she said, you know, pastor, I got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. She said that there's a testimony that needs to be heard and God does not want us to move forward until this testimony is shared. She said, we're going to wait because there's something that God wants to do tonight. So when I said yes and God moved me to the front of the church and my mouth just opened, I, I God just, the Holy Spirit just took over. I shared the testimony. Their head deacon was shouting so hard that he shouted out his jacket. So after the service, the pastor and the first lady met with me. They asked me, could they meet with me? And they told me, they said, the reason why he was shouting was because he had just met with them Friday. He had the same diagnosis. So what am I saying to you women? No matter where you come from, God will use your testimony wow. to help encourage somebody else. He will use your testimony to bring somebody else deliverance. You know, don't look at whether um, you've been on drugs, you know, whether you've been a prostitute. It doesn't matter because God wants to use your story to help somebody else. And that's what I had to look when the woman of God and the man of God shared that with me. And they told me whenever God prompts you, share this testimony, whether I had a physical healing. But God began to show me that it's not only physical healing. There are people that are bound spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And this can empower and encourage them to build their faith, to get their deliverance. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I thank you for sharing that because a lot of people and um I have had a journey from very young age to now, and a lot of people don't know because of how I am now. So they don't, they don't know that a lot has happened to me in the past that has, you know, brought me where I am today and has made me who I am today. And I, I feel like a lot of people who are suffering or going through something, they feel because they're in the moment and, yeah. I, and I can understand they're in it at that moment. They don't see that it's, there's, there's nothing on the other side to them. You know, yeah. there, there, there's no coming out on the other side. And uh, I have been blessed that when I when I come up to an issue or I come up to something that's very hard, um, I have been able to, to stop and think and, and think about everything and feel and pray and, and, and really feel what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm very grateful. Mm -hmm that because a lot of people they just hear the negative and they just they just sit in it and they wallow it and they get eaten by it they get yeah. eaten by that and um 
and this is not to, to gloat in any way, but I have been blessed to where when I come up with an issue that it comes, you know, whether me or somebody close to me, I'm able to step back and actually evaluate and say, okay. And it, it's because of faith, obviously. That's it. Um, I'm able to say, okay, this really sucks. Like this, <laughs> just, to keep it, just to keep it simple, this sucks. Okay. okay. But now what, what am I supposed to do now? Tell me what I'm supposed to do. And I don't, I, I get somebody told me, oh, you're just looking to put the blame on somebody. You're looking for somebody else to take care of it. Cause these are people that don't, they don't have the same faith as me or they don't have the same, you know, belief. so they don't understand that when I say, okay, God, um, what am I supposed to do? You know, I always get, well, why is it that you're, if, if he put you through this, does he care about you? Why would a God put you through such horrible things? And I say, you know why? Because I'm strong and whatever, whatever I'm going through is helping somebody that's not strong. Amen. Because I'm, right. I'm able to get through it because he has made me. And I, 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 when I was younger, I would be like, I don't know. Why am I dealing with this? Why, why, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? I mean, we've had miscarriages. We've lost, you know, uh, babies at, at a point where, you know, it's a baby and you know that it's a, wow. it's a baby. And, and I've never lost a child that has been born, which I can't imagine because it was hard for me to lose them with knowing that it was a boy or a girl. Wow. That was horrible. But, but at the same time, it's like, um, I could sit and wallow in it and say, okay, you know, why me, why me, why me? But I feel like, I mean, I don't know if it's justifying to me if that's what it is, or if it's genuine faith and genuine, just understanding and great, the, you know, understanding the grace of God that, that is given to me, but I have not sat in it. And, um, uh, a lot of people say, you know, uh, you got, you have gone through so much and, and have, did you take, did you go into therapy? And I'm like, yeah, not with a therapist, but I was in therapy. You know, so to hear your story and to hear what you have, you know, been through and that you are not only when you got the diagnosis were like, I don't accept it, but you were like, okay, well, Okay, you obviously are doing something, God. What if what what are you doing? Let me know what my next move is. And that is a mindset that to just sit there and be like, okay, you know what? You're this is horrible, but why am I doing it? Tell me what you're what I'm supposed to be doing. Like immediately to think like that, that's amazing. Because you could have easily just have a pity party and be oh. like, oh my gosh. But oh, it was man. Like I said, it was just the, the upbringing with my mom and watching her, how she handled her trials, just through fasting and praying. And truly, I had to keep the word of God in my spirit. I focused, I got one scripture and I just focused on that. And it was, I shall live and not die, but declare the works of the Lord. And I told God when I petitioned him, I said, God, I got to truly see my children, children, children live. And I tell you, God has honored that. Um, I saw my first granddaughter. She's now six, about to be seven this year. But he honored that. And I just told God, you know, if I have to lay before you prostate, because that's how he has me praying a lot is prostate. I'm going to stay here because my, my focus was I wanted my children at that time were babies. And I was like, they were like five, seven and six. And I, I, I got to see them grow up. God. My mindset was I didn't want to see nobody else raising my kids. And mm -hmm. at that time, my mom was alive and I could have had a pity party and said, well, you know, my parents raised them. But I refused to let the enemy come in and rob me of seeing my children grow up, seeing my grandchildren. And it was just that was just my mindset. 
and then to see um how God turned it around and 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 birthed a ministry out of it because he told me he said during the time when I was fasting and praying he said HIV stands for healing in the vessel. Hmm. He told me he said AIDS stands for appearing impossible but dying to surrender because there are things in the flesh that we need to die to in the transition of the trials and the fire that we are going through, that's what it does. It kills the flesh and help us to move to the next level. It's just like going to school. There are lessons they have to learn. There are requirements that the students have to meet to pass. So there are requirements that we have to meet because our faith is constantly growing. That's what the trials are doing. They're constantly pushing our faith and not knowing that God was going to birth it into the ministry. And then after that, when my mom passed, he said, now it's time for you to birth the book. Because in that book are true stories that I went through from my doctor telling me at an early age, I wouldn't be able to have kids. Mm. And I'm praying. And, the, and let me tell you how powerful God is. The doctor that told me that diagnosed me said I couldn't have kids. He delivered my third child. And he was looking. Mm. He kept saying, you look familiar. And I said, I'm that 18 year old that when I came in, because he said my body was kept getting so many STD, I was messing up my body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I left and I remember going home that weekend telling my mom and my mom said, we're going to pray about it. We're going to see what God says. So me and her fasted and prayed during that time. And God allowed me on my third child. And when I reminded him what he said, Dr. Tucker, look, he said, well, did you have some type of um, the intro? I said, no, I didn't do that. Um, he said, well, what happened? And I said, I prayed. I have a God that's so awesome. I said, I read about the story of Hannah, how she cried out till she lost her voice and petitioned God. And I said, God not only blessed her with one child, but he blessed her with others. And he did the same for me. And I said, this is my third child. I said, so what you were speaking over me, I rebuked that. And I began to speak life over my womb. That's amazing. That's I, I, I would have, I honestly, if somebody, if the doctor told me that I couldn't have kids, um, which they now I can't because my body can't hold children. So because I know that, but I know that because of what I've dealt with, not mm-hmm. because somebody told me that. And and then I just took it at face value because if I was told that I couldn't have kids, um, I would, I would think that in that moment I would be inclined to just be like, you know, pity party, obviously, because that's, that's would make me distraught, but right. I would just believe them. It's it's a doctor. Why would they? Right. Why, why, why would they say something that's not something so devastating that wouldn't be true? Yes, ma'am. And then to think that you had one, not one, not two, but three children. Not, not yes. Three. Absolutely amazing. So I got a question for you, based okay. on because you have been part of quite a bit of of books or book of some sort. You know, um, you have what, one, two, three, four, five, five anthologies that you've been part of. And um, my question to you is, when you are choosing to be on an or in a book or an anthology, how do you choose, like, the person that you're working with, does their message always connect with yours, or do you feel like your message can benefit their message? Okay. Um, It's really both ways. My first thing is um, the Holy Spirit always gives me an unction. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, they, they reach out to me who's doing the anthology. And my first response is to them, let me pray about it. Mm-hmm. Let me speak God about this. Um, right. Because I truly believe in divine connection. I truly believe that um, 
the anthologies that God are putting me in or, or having me to um, collaborate with, that there's an audience that he wants me to reach out to. And I truly believe that for anybody, whatever, um, whether you're writing books, um, whether you're doing podcasts, God connects um, people because there's an audience that yeah. that 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 book or that podcast is the vehicle that God maneuvers and uses you to reach that audience. So mm -hmm. once the Holy Spirit says, okay, this is what I want you to do, then I reach back out to them and say, yes, I'll be a part of it. But it always flows together because it's the message, my message flows into what they're trying to do in the anthology. That's good. That's good. So out of everything you've uh, written, would you say you have a favorite? It's kind of like that favorite child. <laughs> you say you don't, but you know you do. <laughs> I just love all of them. It's just, it's been really, I, I truly tell you, working with the, the authors and meeting new people, mm -hmm. each anthology has really extended me and provided me with even further insight in my author career. Um, I don't really think I have a favorite. I've, I've just really enjoyed the people that God has connected me with, um, learning from each of them and imparting in them things that God has given to me, even outside the anthology. Um, God right. has established relationships. Right. Right. So with your history, with everything you've been through, with your testimony, with your story, you have created a ministry. So tell us about that. Okay, so my ministry, um, Healing Investment, as I said, was birthed out of my testimony. Mm -hmm. um, my my passion is youth. God has, um, for some reason, sent my ministry around a lot of youth and um, imparting into them. Um, also, my ministry as a, is a focus on healing and deliverance because I truly believe um, God wants us to be whole spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And a lot of time, um, one thing that he shows me, we all have like a mental suitcases where we, whether it's a relationship, whether it's marriage, whether it's family, um, every relationship, we take something from it. And sometimes we don't deal with everything, so we bury it. So in that ministry is a part of healing. That's the foundation of the ministry is to bring us to that point to deal with it healthily, healthy, and to be able to be whole and to move forward. Because sometimes we move to another relationship still carrying that baggage and it brings in friction and conflicts into the new relationship because we haven't dealt with us and our pain and our issues. Yeah. And, and that's not, it's honestly, it's not fair to the new person, whether yeah. it's a romantic relationship or even friendships or business or anything like that. Um, I was, I was very lucky enough to that um, when my husband and I were speaking to the pastor at the church that we wanted to get married in, he mm -hmm. told us that he wasn't going to marry us um, until we went through essentially couples counseling. Oh, that's key right there. Yes. Yeah. And um, I, I will say that we, we're, we've we're we been together for since 2007. Um, we got together. I was 21. He was 23. And being so young, having a son, uh, a child very early on, and still being able to say that we're together and married for this long, I honestly feel that that, that couples counseling beforehand is why our relationship is solid now. I agree with that. Because I came from a very uh, a very abusive relationship before him. Not long before him, I was in a very abusive relationship. And, uh, you know, I had this mindset where I was going to use men the way I was being used. And I was just going to wow. break the hearts like my heart got broken. And I, I was ready to, I had my claws out. I was ready. <laughs> and then, <laughs> 
I'm not kidding. I was, I had this mindset. I was like, I'm going to start being mean to men. I'm going to make them feel the way they make women feel. I was very bitter. Right. And um, when he came into the picture, I, uh, I was very hesitant, but something, it just felt right. And it, he was so different from anybody that I've ever met. And I was like, well, I'm not looking for a serious relationship. <laughs> and he was, like, well, yeah, he was like, well, I am. And I, and I was like, wait a minute. So I'm telling you, I don't want something serious. And you're telling me the opposite. And I was like, huh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm wrong here. So we started talking and, and what he was, what his, his values that he had. Um, one as a man, I had a very, uh, you know, preconceived notion of men in general, him being right. so young, he was saying all these values that he had. God was very, you know, very important to him. And I was raised in the Catholic church, but as many people know, um, you can be raised in any church. If there's a difference between actually knowing and, and, and loving God and all that stuff. And actually, right. you know, That's just being there just because you're supposed to be there. Right. That's so, true. Um, you know, I, I, I got all that information from him. He's telling me what he's into. He's telling me like his values. And I'm like, I want, I want to be a part of that. Mm. And so I said, you know what? Immediately my mindset switched. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. And I was like, I want to be in your life. And ever since then, you know, obviously we've had issues with pregnancies and stuff like that, but my life has, because of who, who, you know, how we based it from the beginning, the fact that we did the, the um, couples counseling, which I, I needed dramatically. I think that everybody who is about to get married, they need to do counseling before yeah. they get married because um, I don't care what you say. You don't know what issues you have until it's, it's brought, you know, a conversation. Yes. Yeah. So the pastor was like, you guys have to, you guys have to put it on the table now or else I'm not going to marry you. That's good. And, which that conviction was very, uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, maybe there is something. And we and we did the couples counseling. It was like a six week program, and it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful to to start our relationship on not only on, um, like a clear slate, but with God in the beginning, at, you know, set front and center. I honestly feel that's why our relationship. And of course, we argue like any couple, but we don't. We are, it's not toxic. That's it. That makes sense. That's it. It's not yeah. toxic. So, and I think that's because of the steps we took at the beginning, the fact that we did put our trust in, you know, in our faith and we, we did take those steps to actually, instead of ignoring what we're dealing with, but actually hitting it face, you know, head on. I, I think that's very important. And, and that pastor to me is basically you to these, you know, to the youth that you're working with because they need guidance from somebody that's not going to judge them. Yes. But actually guide them. Yes. So, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And I'll just say, you know, I, I always tell them, you know, everything that we go through, um, I tell the youth is our stepping stones. Just because and I worked as a drug court counselor and um, I worked with a lot of youth there. And I would tell them, just because you're coming to this, this drug facility, this is not your destiny. Mm -hmm. So I want you to look at it as a stepping stone. And I use the analogy to even tell adults, you don't have to look at where you're at, but look at this as a stepping stone for me to step up and go to the next place. So as you're on a journey, you're going through your paths, but 
Now you need to deal with this issue that you're dealing with. So it happens to be drug. So let's deal with the root of drug. Why are you using it? You know, things like that. And it's like you said, um, you and your husband, y'all started out with the foundation being God and y'all went into putting everything on the table because we're so used to uh, burying things. And that's one of the issues right. God began when I um, just came back from Africa doing a I Am Her International Women Conference. And, you know, and God had me to minister on taking off the mask. You know, we literally have masks on and we as women, we have so many masks and we have so many different um, roles, you know, whether you're a mother, whether you're auntie, whether you active in ministry, your, your, your job role, your career role. And sometimes when we are hurting, we just use those avenues to continue the mask. And God wants us to begin to unmask so the healing can take place. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast to begin with is because, you know, there's people out there that they put this facade on that their, their, their business, their everything is their life is so perfect. And, and I, I think it's wonderful if your life is going good, but you have to stop telling you have a responsibility that if you've dealt with something, and you use that to get you where you are. Yes. You know, if you're going to put it out there. The end result, you have to tell them where you, you have to tell them how you got there. Yes, it. You have to, you can't just be like, yep. If you do this, you know, DEF, then you're going to get this. Well, what about ABC? What right. happened there to get you to where you're at? You know, you have a responsibility to show that, yes, I dealt with hardship. Yes, I dealt with this, but this is how I approached it. This is how it's made me better. And I'm going to now help you do that. Yes. It I think it's, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Um, I commend you. I know I, you told me you were going to Africa. You were like, well, we can't do the interview now because I'm going to Africa. And I'm like, who, who says that? <laughs> I'm like, not, not, I don't have time, but I'm going out of the country. So, side note, how was it coming back and then coming to like, What's happening now? Like, was, like, send me back. I want to go, go back. It was amazing. My, you know, my family was reaching out to us over there. They were very concerned about us being able to come back. But uh, the experience was so powerful. Um, how God really just used each of the women that went on the conference and how our message, we, none of us had talked about what we were going to minister on, but how our message linked as we um, preach one behind the other and to see how women were delivered and set free. Um, and when I came back, I, I was just so still on a spiritual high because I was so just looking back on what God did, how he allowed us to go over there, brought us back home in time when he already knew this was going to happen. And still we were back with our family, you know, um, one of our ladies, um, she did have to remain over there, but as I shared with Dr. Apostle Zorn, which she was, she's over the um, Island, her international conference that, you know, God had a purpose for her to stay there. Some things that need to be done. So, you know, it was just amazing. And coming back over here, and I'm just excited to the next nation that God has assigned for me to go. So I'm just waiting for the orders as um, the, when you're in the military, you're waiting for them to give out your orders. That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> so um, we have a, good, a question for you. And actually, I, I wanted to ask it too. So this is kind of perfect. Um, Catrice Lozada, which is actually my mama, she's watching. She, uh, she wants to know what would you say to people to deal with what's going on today, especially coming back from you know uh, doing your ministry and empowerment, and then coming home. Do you feel like it has 
stopped? Do you feel like, you know what, wait a minute, now I think I have to take what I did and keep it going? What, what, what is it that you tell people now? Or what would you tell people now? Well, I would tell people with the coronavirus is that going on, you yeah. know, let this be a time that it increase your faith. But most of all, let it be a time that your, your relationship with God becomes more intimate. You know, like I said earlier, every test and every trial that we go through is pushing us, is stretching our faith. And I truly believe that the coronavirus is God is stretching us, also using it to bring family back closer. Um, don't, um, you know, use what the people, um, use the wisdom and the guidelines that they're giving us, but also constantly seek the face of God during this time. You know, let, let your faith grow during this time and, and learn to love on those because i think god is pushing i don't think i i truly believe that god is pushing us back to what is important our mm -hmm. first we should be him and family because sometimes we get so on the go busy 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 you know we're doing ministry we're doing work we're doing this and now we're also you know we get home it's just technology you know you're cooking your kids mm -hmm. are on their cell phone uh we're on facebook checking this and now we're actually um, as me and my daughter was talking, we're actually at home and we're having to have a conversation. Mm, yeah. Yep. I agree. And it's funny because we've always had social media, but for yeah. some reason it's different now. Yeah. For some reason we know why, but it's people are actually using it uh, to do. I did a family um, like Zoom call the other day and it was just everybody just to see each other's face and then wow. talk. And I'm like, why, why hasn't the, you know, why didn't this happen before? You know, why wasn't it so important? And we have, um, I mean, people, it's kind of like that whole, um, what's it, what is it called? A funeral thing that people come together when somebody passes away. Yes. It sucks that this has had to have happened. A lot of people have passed away um, right. to now bring people back to trusting in God to, yeah. um, basically being with their family to actually communicating with people that matter and thinking of other people outside themselves. Right. It's a big deal. A lot of people, you know, they're very, and still there's some people that are still very, very selfish They, you know, they're very yeah. selfish, but um, you see a lot more people helping and wanting to help and, and just be there for people. They don't even know. Yes. Wonderful. It is wonderful. It's, it's, Things that it had to happen during something like this, but yeah. I I'm hoping, like I know this is gonna pass. I, I don't know if it's because it whether it's my common sense or what whether it is faith, um, but I, I I just know it's gonna pass. Like it's, it's just going to. So my thing is, I hope when it's done, we don't go back to just like you know walking past each other face down just. Why? You know, let the world go by. And and um, a lot of people, they're saying, you know, people are uh, criticizing people that have faith in, and other people are, there's been people who are trying to spread, you know, their love for God, which is wonderful. I think it's wonderful. But then there are people who are taking it and, and judging people that don't. And I feel like that that's not okay. You know, yeah. I think you're going to, you're supposed to spread, spread God's love through love, not from judging people. That's so, true. I have seen some things, you know, on both sides of the spectrum. Um, my view is based on what you do, where you just came from, how you just, you know, came from out of the country and what you see now, 
what do you think you have to offer when this is all done? What do you think your focus is going to be? Do you think it's going to be the same or do you think you're going to shift gears? Because a lot of people are shifting gears with their, with their message, with their business. They're, they're, they're doing a shift. Do you think that you would continue where you're on the path you're on? Or do you feel like you're going to have to, um, you have a new purpose? You will have a new purpose. Well, I feel like God is, is shifting like you said earlier, that, that he's shifting gears and I have a, a new purpose. As I said, even in the midst of this, like you said, like the businesses are, are taking different um, aspects. You know, God had given me a book and I was working on it prior to going to Africa. Um, while I was away, I had it um, being edited. So now when I got back, you know, it was final. So it's like God is birthing out new books. So he's giving me new messages. He literally had me the other night up writing down the message. I have three pages worth of message of different books that he's birthed, but it's like, it's a time um, for us to be still and see um, where God has taken us. You know, as Romans 8 and 20 says, you know, all things work together for the good of those who are called by him and who love him. You know, it's, it's, it's going to work for our purpose. It's going to work for our good. And sometime it took coronavirus for some of us to find out which direction, which shift is God taking us. You know, some of us have business ideas that we've been sitting on because we've been too busy doing stuff on a job where God has taken us off job. My baby girl, prime example, um, she has her online hair business. And during this time, because she's the only one out of my kids that is not working because she works with um, the school district. Mm -hmm. God has given her new ideas, creative ideas for her business. She completed her website. So it's a shifting in our lives. God, like I said, he's given me new books, whereas I've been um doing other things doing other anthologies and god was saying now there are some books i need you to just birth out right so that's the shift that i see the, the different messages that he's using that's that's nice that's wonderful i've had to make shifts too um <laughs> which is crazy because i thought i knew what i was doing um with the business like my focus what focus i wanted mm -hmm. and then when this happened remember i had told you that um uh, I not have not much has changed in my home life, but right. with my business, I've actually got I've actually gotten more clarity on what I'm doing. Wow, which is which is crazy because I'm on social media more. I am speaking to people more, and um, we're doing less. We're doing more in the house with homeschooling, but I have more clarity, which you would think it'd be opposite. You know, you right. would think everything that's going on, um, distracted by social media and all that stuff that you'd be, you know, wasting time. But I've actually got more clarity in my business. And I, I am so, I'm so excited about the future and what's happening. And it's the little things and little shifts here and little shifts there. And I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I see that. Okay. I see you. I'm like, all right. And then <laughs> tiny shifts. And then I put them all together in one thing. And I'm like, oh. Something big's about to happen. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. So um, I appreciate you, uh, you, uh, you know, doing this interview with me, especially on live. Um, your book, like you said, you just finished it. So tell us again the title of the book and where everybody can find it. Okay. Um, I'm finalizing it. Um, it will be on Amazon.com and also my ministry webpage, definitely um, www.healingtheversalministry.com. Prayerfully, we are shooting for um, May for it to come out, but it's from bitter to better. Um, and it's talking about, you know, because a lot of us, um, we don't realize how much we hold on to resentment. And God began to, he had given me the title, but 
like you said, it, it was more clarity before I left. And after I got back, I had to make some more changes to it. And I just resubmitted it to the editor this week. And she just got it back to me last night. But God began to make more things more clearer and more sharper on the things that he wanted to be said through this book. Um, so that is one book um, will be coming out in May 2020. So that's exciting. That's very exciting. Um, I hope to uh, one day write a book. <laughs> You can do it. <laughs> I, I commend you because you are traveling, you're spreading your ministry, you are writing books, you are doing anthologies, you are you're kicking butt. And that's why I'm so honored that you decided to be on, on the podcast with me because so many women need to hear that you can go through you can go through a lot and still literally come out on top. That's it. So, so I, really? I, I'm so grateful that you decided to, to join me today. Um, let me check to see if there's any other questions. Um, we, we have a comment. Uh, it's sad, but yes, it got me down my path. Yeah, it is. It is. It's true. It at first I kind of felt bad saying like, oh, wow, like a lot has come out of this because people are suffering. There are people yes. that are suffering. There's people that are dealing with stuff. We've had people close to us pass away from this virus. Um, so it's, I know it's there. I know it's real, yeah. but it at the same time, it's very hard to not, when, you know, when you have faith and you have gone through bad stuff, it's very hard not to see, to look past the bad stuff and say, okay, well, why is this happening? Show me, don't show me the bad stuff anymore. I see that. I know it's there. I got it. Let, what am I supposed to do now? I need to know. And, and that's what, that's, what's helped me is I, I see what's going on. I take the precautions of the law and health and things like that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I can't one, I have to put myself around people that are, that are not sitting and dwelling, but yet taking it as an opportunity. That's number one. Um, you know, you have people, we all know what's going on. We don't need to sit here and just wallow in it. Right. We need to take it and find out what we need to do now, whether it's your birthing your business, whether it's helping somebody that's that needs whatever it is you have, whatever it is, take this opportunity of this horrible situation. And instead of wallowing in it, find out what your purpose is now to do. What is it that you're supposed to be doing? So um, that's why I'm just going to try to keep doing as many interviews as possible and getting as many messages out because there's a lot of people suffering and, and emotionally, mentally, and they need to see that you can go through it. One, you're not alone. And two, you can come out on top and just keep going. So I I appreciate you uh, doing this with me. I don't see any more questions. Do you want to add anything before we leave? I just want to continue to encourage people, even during this time, that um, don't, don't let your faith be um, sucked out through um, coronavirus. You know, continue to to read um, scriptures and to to uplift. And I know there are a lot of loved ones being lost during this, but even in the loss of the loved ones, God is still bringing people together. You said it earlier um, when you said about funerals. You seem sometimes people don't meet, and even though they're putting restrictions on limited how many people could go to the funerals, but families are still reaching out, calling people that they haven't talked to years, saying, mm -hmm. you know, my loved one passed, but they're encouraging. He's using that to have families to still connect, even if they can't physically be there. Mm -hmm. but some families haven't talked to each other in years, but because that loved one he has called home, they're reaching out to encourage that family member and still unite as a family. Yeah. And let them know we're here to support you. 
So it still goes back to all things are working together for our good. And I just want you to just continue, like she said, you know, find your purpose and keep moving forward. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Thank you, everybody who joined us. I appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to get in contact with um, Jacqueline, you can actually contact. You think is your website the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, you can contact me on my um, website. Um, we also have prayer requests. I, don't, I love interceding for others and touching and agreeing. And I'm also on Facebook under um, Jacqueline Goodwin, or you can put me up on the, as Lenise Goodwin. So either one, you'll be able to reach me on Facebook as well. Awesome. I'll, I will put all your information in here. If you want to actually, you know, put a comment and put all your information that you that everybody would need to contact you in the comments. And then that way it can live in that place. Um, and people could just see it. Um, thank you again. And everybody, um, have a good night. And don't forget to enjoy your family and stay safe. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. <laughs>